Hey, I'm Matthew. And I'm Colleen. And we have four kids, and they're supposed to be in bed sleeping by now. We are exhausted, so we thought, why not do a podcast where people can listen to our end-of-the-day conversations with each other? You'll laugh, you'll cry, maybe you'll learn something. No, who are we kidding? We're just a couple of exhausted, mostly crazy, very happily married Christians. Are you ready, Colleen? I was born ready. My middle name is ready. Well, my middle name is Chimichanga. I must be hungry. <laughs> so, a woohoo! Uh, Hello, 60 dear. episodes, babe. What? Hey, babe. <laughs> 60. Hey, babe. Six, 60 episodes, babe. <laughs> dude. Dude, 60 episodes, dude. So, we were just talking about this. I have been wearing Invisalign trays um, for my teethies. And for the first time in my life, I have been having issues with um, cavities. Crappities. Crappities. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just realized um, where this is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay, this is funny. So, I and I never really had cavity problems, right? I, I think I had no. had one cavity before. It's possible that I had two or something, but not in succession. So, I had one um, in between my teeth like a few months ago, and then... When I was at the dentist last, she noticed another one. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it has been a lot for you. Like, and so um, she said that when Invisalign trays kind of cause havoc on people's mouths for a little while. And and I was thinking, you know, I haven't done a great job of brushing my teeth at like at lunch. I'll switch my mouth out and that's about right. it. But, um, right, right. So I was listening to something yesterday and I'm just going to spout this as if it's <laughs> It's the actual absolute truth. Truth. <laughs> but I think it's true. So I think, and I thought Just it was say funny. say that you found a research study. Everybody believes it yeah. as long as you say I'm it. a scientist. There's, yeah. You, um, found a, you found a scientist, studied at Harvard. Right? I studied at Harvard. Mm-hmm. One uh, of those Ivy I did my something at Cambridge. Okay. So, <laughs> anyways, so I heard this thing yesterday and, and, and it was interesting because I had known it already, but I forgot about it. And it was, they were saying that sugar, like if you have, if you eat something sugary, which I don't eat a lot of sugary stuff. You do not. But, um, people say that sugar rots your teeth, right? Well, it's not true. It's, there's a bacteria that when you have sugar on your teeth, there's this bacteria that eats the sugar (laughs) and essentially poops it out. And so what is actually decaying your teeth (laughs) is the bacteria poop. So... Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you have a cavity, you can sure. just think, man, those bacteria pooped a lot on my teeth. Like, go. What was that arcade game? Pac-Man. So Pac-Man. Like, you'll never see Pac-Man the same again. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I'm getting cavities from bacteria, bacteria poop. poop. <laughs> um, and it kind of makes sense because, you know, those <laughs> trays are, you know, if I don't if I don't clean them, which sure. I don't during the day. I mean, I wash them out, but I yeah. don't clean them. Then there's... Probably bacteria that sits mm-hmm. in the tray, and it and it is probably more easily, you know, uh, sustaining a petri dish in my mouth of bacteria poop. Right. So uh, <laughs> bacteria are crapping on my teeth and causing these issues. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm almost done with this nonsense. So the, no more. you hear that bacteria? No more pooping on my teeth. <laughs> Don't poop on my teeth. So today. 
<laughs> I think we need to give the listener like a minute. Go ahead and push the pause button. Now we've said continue. from the very beginning, trigger warning from episode one, don't mm-hmm. listen to us if you're triggered by anything. <laughs> anything. Uh, but especially bacteria poop, because I will right. talk about that all day. <laughs> Oh, Should I set day. a timer? Let's see how long you can talk about bacteria. Oh no, because if you set the challenge in front of me, I'll probably mm-hmm. go for hours. I could okay. ta- I could talk about stories like what their names are. No. You know, like the fat bacteria that poops more than the skinny bacteria. Yeah, I just could tell stories. Okay, well it let's would... keep going. Because you have some stuff that you wanted to discuss besides uh bacteria poop. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now that people won't take us seriously <laughs> after that intro. Uh, we wanted to discuss um, parenting <laughs> uh, lessons that we've learned and, and kind of just do a start off. This isn't a one-off episode at all. I think we want to hit. I think we want to hit a variety of of topics as we go from here on out. Um, we've since we've officially reached sixty episodes and we're still doing this. <laughs> Somebody, we should probably thing. like actually have a plan, which we're never going to, but. We did decide prior, yeah. We did decide prior to hitting the record button that we would talk about some parenting um, tips that we have learned along the way. Um, You know, we have four children, and now our our kids are not grown and out of the house, so we only have the experience up to you know young teenage years at this point, and. and, and we still have small ones, too. So we are ranging from four years old to f- almost 15 years mm-hmm. old now. So our our parenting experience is valuable to those who are probably raising younger kids, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so that's important to lead off. I think the other thing that's important to state right off the bat is that our advice is directly aimed at the Christian parent or, or parents mm-hmm. who claim Christianity. If you are not a Christian then this advice probably wouldn't make a lot of sense to you because our advice is coming directly from our our biblical knowledge uh, as well as experiential knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, that experience, we had that experience because we were trying to follow the Bible as we raised our kids. And our, our method is really us obeying God. And so... You know, everybody has, you know, like a method for dealing with maybe lying, you know, and you can get a psychologist to chime in about what you should do and deal with a kid who is lying or maybe picky eating habits or whatever. And so we are not going off of any worldly standard, really. Um, And so I think that is really what you're yeah. What you're what we're getting at is yeah. our standard is what God has called us to. Now, would non-Christians find our our advice valuable? Absolutely, because we're following uh, the the our maker, our, our and we're following the the example that he set for us through our through the in the Bible and his word. And really, with the reason that we have values, the reason that we have what is what we what we call ethics mm-hmm. or morals, it's all biblically biblically based. If if God doesn't exist, if we're all here as a, as a mistake, then 
then what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Any of this advice doesn't matter anyways. Like, let your kid go and be a psycho murderer. It doesn't matter. None right. of that matters. Why would we be sad about any of that, you know, if God didn't exist? But we have an example set for us, and we know biblically that what we do in this life, what we do in his kingdom right now, matters for generations. Like, mm-hmm. we were just talking about this. Your grandmother, who mm-hmm. passed away a few years ago, she was a, an awesome example mm-hmm. to you, your mom, your and, and and your sisters, and and so we were talking about how amazing your mother is now. Mm-hmm. She loves to take our kids and 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 uh, kidnap them. <laughs> take the taking sound weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. She loves to be with them. She likes to have them uh, spend time with her, and she is very caring towards them. And we just love that. But we think that that probably was set. Uh, an example set by your grandmother who mm-hmm. now is passing that on. Sure. And if we decide to not do anything as parents, um, our children will be directly affected mm-hmm. by that, whatever it is, lazy attitude or sinful attitude. Are that we are affecting them right now as we live, however we live. And so generationally, that's important. But um, so we were taught, you and I, mm-hmm. We're talking about like what what is it that we have been asked as we go? Because uh, yeah. amazingly, a lot of people have come to us for advice because they see how we raise our kids, they see how our kids um, act, mm-hmm. how 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 well disciplined they are, um, how biblically knowledgeable they are, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So the the question of, um, a lot of times comes to us is what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And um, and I think a lot of that came from. You uh, talk talked about uh, on on before we hit the record button. <laughs> you were talking about how when we first got married, your initial idea was that you would be a working wife, right, right. in the workforce, and that as you got into the Bible, you started seeing the example of what you should be as a mother. So yeah. talk to that a little bit. Sure. So. Um I think you had said, save it for the podcast. And I probably should have just like recorded. Whenever you myself. talk <laughs> and, and I'm like sick of hearing you talk. I just say, save it for the podcast. <laughs> Listen, pub. Uh, no. That's my way of saying, check your face hole. <laughs> what? No. Now I don't know what I said. You Sorry. just erased okay. all of yeah. my momentum. My fault. Bub. Sorry. No, that's not true. Sorry, um, babe. This episode 60. I can say whatever I want. Quit interrupting like a man. <laughs> Uh, since episode one, guys. Um, okay, so what was your question? <laughs> I really did forget. Uh, my inclination, right? Yeah. Towards, okay, yeah. working how, outside of the how home. Did so, you, yeah. How did you get to the point where you decided, I think I think that biblically I need to be home with my children? Well, um, I my background is dealing with, um, I guess I, I studied in college child development and um, when I got out of college, I, my goal was to use my degree to be in the hospitals as an advocate between basically the medical staff and the families. And your and your degree was uh, child life with a child development focus. Uh, and so, anyways, um, God really gave me that because originally I wanted to be a doctor. And then anyways, I'm going to fast forward a little bit through that because that just didn't happen. But this was totally God because um, as I was not able to 
follow my dream or whatever to become a doctor, I got all this education about uh, the developmental child and how to teach them and support them and, and everything like that. So that's been very useful in in really kind of leading up to my uh, decision to stay in the home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understood how a, a child needs support from very early on. I understood um, the effects of of changing uh, environments. And when with you being in the military, uh, our environment was constantly changing. So I knew, especially while we were in the military, that in order to keep them engaged in education, I was going to need to stay in the home to provide stability while you were doing what you needed to do. And so that's really, I guess, what spurred me to even think about staying in the home um, or maybe solidified it. I think I'd come to that conclusion even early on in our marriage that I was going to stay within the home. Um, I don't ever remember you uh, ever thinking seriously about leaving uh, leaving the home, especially once we had our first child. Yeah, and I think that's really when I when I first held him in my arms, I went, "Yeah, I'm never." Yeah, he's. I'm. I want to be with him all the time. He's just so precious and so pure. And why would I ever give somebody else the honor of having time with him when I can do it myself? And uh, I think at the time, though, I didn't really think that I was going to have be capable of sustaining throughout the high school years in homeschooling or, you know, I don't think I really had any idea of what that would look like, but I knew that I was going to start right then and I was going to just see where it took us. And here we are, um, I guess in his sophomore year of high school and he's doing very well. So, um, and now you're, you're schooling for kids and, you know, our four year old daughter's reading already. And that comes from just an education within the home that really never ends. Our, mm-hmm. our educating our children is, is constant. And so seeing that the fruits of your labor mm-hmm. laid out in front of you, do you, I mean, I, that, that would make you more confident to go to a woman questioning whether or not to stay right. in the home, right? And yeah. say, no, you need to stay with your children and raise your children in the Lord, right? Yeah. Well, one of my favorite quotes that I repeat constantly is, if you give your kid to Caesar and he comes home Roman, you can't be mad. That's right. And, you know, that's kind of the idea here is if you if you really want. If you want, give your kids to Biden and he right. comes home a pink-haired transsexual, you can't be mad. You can't be mad because <laughs> you let them. And I know that there are really good teachers out in the school system. I, I know that this is a parenting thing that we promised, but um, I just want to take this opportunity to, to thank the, the good Christian teachers who are out there are really trying to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's not their responsibility. It's ours as parents. Yeah. And once you decide to have a child or once you do have a child, um, y- you have a responsibility to make those decisions, to protect that child, to educate that child, to provide for that child. Um, and I think that's important to note. 
that you can't just give away that responsibility to just anybody. And that includes, you know, the church. Uh, you can't give the Bible class the responsibility to educate their child, educate your child in the Lord. And you can't give somebody else the responsibility to educate your child. That's yours. Yep. And, and, and I think that it's important to state that we understand that not everybody's in the position to do what we've done where oh, you yeah. get to stay home. But if we had to give any advice, it would be to work towards that um, because we we strongly believe that that's what God has, has built women for. He's He's built you to raise your children in, in the Lord and, and, um, and given you that get, this gift that... Um, you know, I, I think that I do a pretty good job as a father, but I do, I balance you out in another way. Right. Yeah. So, so like I can teach the boys things that you can't teach them, yeah. but in a different way too, like yeah. you and I would teach a math lesson differently. Thankfully. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, we might teach them the same subject or the same lesson, mm-hmm. but we do it in different, like, like what we like to call blue and pink. Yeah. Right. So you would, you would speak pink. Mm-hmm. So to the listener, Colleen and I have always we always talk about, uh, I, like Colleen will say, can you go talk to him? Because I, I think he's hearing pink. Yeah. And so she goes, can you speak blue to him today? Yeah. So if one of the kids is having uh, trouble com- communicating or, yeah. or hearing what Colleen is saying, or she just needs a male barking tone to come mm-hmm. out, especially with the boys, uh, then I go speak blue. So that's yeah. what we're talking about yeah. there. But um you know, I, I am teaching them how, what it means, what it, what it looks like to be a, a, a man of God. Right. And we're able to do that easy, more easily because we don't go to any of these big churches that have softened mm-hmm. to our culture. You know, they, they try not to offend anymore. We don't care about offense because God doesn't care about offense. And so the boys are seeing my attitude of, Hey, you need to be a man. Mm-hmm. Man, what, what does it mean to man up biblically? Right. And so we do that around the farm and they are, they are in, incredibly strong men already mm-hmm. in how they're being raised. And, and so now we don't follow Hollywood stereotypes where it's like, like you just can never cry or anything. It's, it's mm-hmm. okay to be, uh, it's okay to express emotion sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, we have different, um, um, all three of our boys are emotionally different mm-hmm. in great ways. Yeah. And we don't want to stifle we don't want them to all come out the same when they when they leave our home, right? right. We don't want them to go a, a cardboard co- a copy of what we think a man looks like, right? Because mm-hmm. each man, as long as he is following the God mm-hmm. and 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 vicious for God, we're happy. Yeah. Whatever that looks like coming out of the home. Um, I, I wanted to point out, you know, for you, we I have talked about how you are the Proverbs thirty one woman and how how our modern society mm-hmm. has said that the women can work and they should work and, right. and they're they the same work. as yeah. man, men and they should put the kids in government schools and all that stuff. And I think that's hot garbage because of what Proverbs 31 says a woman does in the home. And we, I mean, our culture puts down the woman that's <laughs> in the home, which is, um, is ridiculous. If, if people spent uh, a couple of days in our home and saw what you do sure. throughout the day, they would say, I think that I now understand how much harder you work mm-hmm. inside your home than you do, 
you know, would would in a corporate right. setting or something. And I wanted to go through this Proverbs 31, if you sure. don't mind. Well, I was also going to say that sometimes I've I've joked in the past with people that I wish I only had a full-time job. Yeah. I would work so much less. <laughs> yeah. But that's just, it's just a joke, ladies. I know everybody works hard. So uh, Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10, a wife of noble character who can find. I did. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say that. That was me. But. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, how how rare is it to find a wife of noble character? And, and then he goes on to explain what that means, right? She's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. So she is she is she has gotten everything so under control that her husband doesn't have to worry about what's going on in, in the household. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. So. This is this is explaining this woman who is is actively working with her hands. She is she and, and we we sh, we we've been doing that on the farm. Right. You are constantly in in out in the gardens with the animals, with the boys out, boys and our girl outside. She is like the the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. So she is tending to making sure that everybody is fed. Um, she gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. So this is explaining how she has people that she is in charge of. She's in charge of feeding them. She can, she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. So she's a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. She's a businesswoman. She's managing business within her home that she is, she's managing selling and, and buying. And, and this is outside of the husband's purview, right? The mm -hmm. husband is doing his thing, but she is here managing a, a company and, and a business or what we would call a company. And, and, and that's something that, you know, you, you could easily do with the boys. Like we were mm -hmm. just talking about managing. We want our sons to maybe start a lawn care company. So mm -hmm. you might, you, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's the mindset of I'm going to manage companies in my home mm -hmm. and I'm going to have our sons go out and do these companies and, and manage them. Um, she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. So she's active and strong. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. So she's constantly working, right? She's kind of this business that she's doing within her home. In her hand, she holds the, the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. So she's a giving woman, right? She's mm -hmm. giving. She cares about people that need. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes sure everybody's clothed mm -hmm. and, 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 and comfortable. She makes coverings for her bed. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. It is not because of what the husband does of why he's respected. You know, isn't that amazing? Like, I, I, I tell you this all the time. Like when I go out in public, I'm like, man, you make me look good. Like <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm this crazy bearded looking dude and people are like, but he's with her. So he must have something about him. Right. That's okay. And, and I think that that's what this is speaking to. His wife is, is so in control of, of what she's managing her household that people go, man, he married her so we can respect him. Like that's mm -hmm. what, what we've got going on. It's not because of what he does. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come, right? She is comfortable mm-hmm. where she's at. She is she is knowledgeable, mm-hmm. right? And in our household, that's why I like to praise you about your biblical knowledge. You are not you are comfortable in saying this is you know whatever we hear that's supposed right. to be scriptural. Uh, when we hear something, we can take it and take that chew on it and put it in the garbage, mm-hmm. or we can put it in the truth pile, right? And that's what you're comfortable doing. Uh, she speaks wisdom. And faithful instruction is on her tongue. So you're doing this with the kids. This is hard work. You are constantly giving them wisdom as they go throughout their day. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Why? She is not idle. You aren't either. No. Um, Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So this is a this is an example of 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 what husbands should be towards their wives. Mm-hmm. They should be praising this woman and not saying, "Get to work, woman." You right. know, make me a sandwich. <laughs> For example, that would be like yeah the counter. Well, what's part. funny is like if if you see that I'm in need, if I'm mm-hmm. hungry or if I if I'm thirsty because I'm working hard, I don't necessarily I don't I do a bad job about taking care of myself. Yes, you do. But you're sitting there going, my husband needs, mm-hmm. he needs him a sandwich. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, you get me a sandwich. That's how I talk. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyways. Um. He needs him a sandwich. <laughs> that is a direct quote from yesterday, right? What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, continuing. Okay. But yeah, no, but the children will rise and call her blessed. But that's what you're aiming for. You want your children to, to be praising their mother and saying, what an ama- amazing woman you are. Amazing biblical woman that you are. And that and that comes from what you're doing, not not how. Now, of course, I'm praising you in front of the kids mm-hmm. and, and, and loving you in front of the kids. But because you're a Proverbs 31 woman, I am able to praise you and be mm-hmm. truthful about my praise towards you. And I to you. Right. Uh, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. This is the Proverbs 31 woman he's talking about. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. She is she's honored and she is praised because she is this woman, right? She's managing a household and and and, and how how weird is it that we downplay this individual, this mm-hmm. house, what, what, what they call a housewife mm-hmm. as somebody less important than the woman who goes out into the corporate world. Um, it, you know, I, I think that if I had any advice to women, it would be to read this chapter and to do your best to be this woman. This is the woman that you want to be. And because I am living with a Proverbs 31 woman, I'm looking at her right now and I am blessed. Like I feel, I can't, I can't exactly describe it, but it's, it's peaceful. Mm. It's peaceful to come home. I want to come home. I want to, uh, do, I want to, you know, get done with my business of, of making sure that I'm putting the food on the table as Mm. it were, you know, that I'm working hard for you, that I am doing the things that protect you, that I'm protective of you, um, that I am, um, providing for for you to to be able to do all these things but you're in the background uh of 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 all of whatever that is whatever mm-hmm. i'm doing and when we come into the home you're in the foreground you are managing everything like it, i'll put it this is a real life thing so okay. when you're in your kitchen mm-hmm. these are your words 
when I'm in my kitchen, just get out of my way. That's, I mean, I am managing yeah. my kitchen. Yeah. You know? That's true. And that's how you are. Mm-hmm. And, and people go, oh, can I help? No. Get out of my way. Yeah. If I need help, I'll tell you. Yeah. Because I will tell you. I will mm-hmm. manage you. Yeah. This space is is my yeah. is my area, right? It is. <laughs> and so, and I love that about you because it's it's kind of the anti it's it's antithetical to what we think the modern woman is, mm. which is kind of the tired microwave mm. dinner Wine drink purse or, or whatever. Something. Yeah, <laughs> this is a I I work from you work mm-hmm. from morning. You get mm-hmm. up and you are cooking for the kids and, and myself until evening. You are cooking mm-hmm. again, but in between those sessions of 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 this thing that makes you happy, you're happy in yeah. your kitchen. Is you're managing your children, you're mm-hmm. managing your garden, you're managing animals, you're managing land, you're managing a lot of our bills will come in the mail, you're managing money, you know. I mean, I do the main portion of that, but thankfully, yeah. I mean, I'm doing I'm I'm very that's another subject. We'll yeah. get we, we we'll get on that later in another podcast about budgeting. But um anyways, I just wanna that that's that's what I wanted to kind of start with is is that if you are a Proverbs thirty one woman, your parenting towards your children, your love and your and your management towards them is going to be biblical, and, and the children are going to see that and they're going to rise and call you blessed. Um, do you have anything like I think I want to kind of end it there for okay. this podcast, and then let's do parenting number two and get on to more specifics like okay. discipline. Um, you know, when we get a, asked a lot, when do you start, you know, oh, yeah. corporate punish, <laughs> punishment? Well, not even just corporate. corporate corporal. Corporal? Corporate. Corporate. I don't know. Corporal punishment? When do you punishment. start discipline is really the question that we get. Yeah. Because that leads into then, all right, so you start at when? Right. <laughs> Lots of question marks. And what does that how do you i mean yeah what does that we, look we, like we, we get a lot of stuttering there um and so yeah but yeah but you so, don't want to get into that okay so no, not uh, today so we we will i think we need to get specifically into disciplining okay. um books that helped us to start with and where you're you know wherever you are in your in your child's rear, rearing uh, wherever they are in their age, I think you can you can fix things biblically, um, but it, it takes both parents really to be on board. If you're a single parent, that's you you have to do your best with that as well. Um, and, and it's possible, you know, with God, all things are possible. Uh, I'll be it more difficult in certain situations for sure, but we'll get into that. So okay. let's pray to end okay. this episode, and then we promise we'll get into more specifics now. I do want to say to the listener, if we didn't, if, if there are specific topics that you would like us to cover in, in parenting children, please write us at tiredchristianparents at protonmail.com. And we will be happy to answer those questions um, or, or any other topics. Say, hey, can you talk to this, this mm-hmm. kind of experience that you have? Because a lot of times we don't understand that some of our experience is very valuable to people. Mm-hmm. But it's our experience. So for us, it's just everyday normal stuff. And right. we don't realize, oh, that's what you don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of, anyways. Let's pray. Great. God, thank you for another, um, our 60th episode. Somehow we're still talking to each other. No, I'm just kidding. She is amazing. And I am so glad to be able to do this and record these 
these sessions where we talk to each other, um, which is one of our favorite things, but we get to do it in a way that people can listen and, and garner some kind of uh, experience or wisdom or knowledge from whatever we talk about. And today we just want to pray that um, for the parents out there that are, are working to be godly parents, that, that we, we pray that you give them the knowledge that they need to, to raise their children um, with, with the knowledge of you um, and, and, and to carry that generationally down the line in a positive way so that we can be raising armies of, of Christians who will, um, who will fight back against Satan as he continues to attack this, this nation and this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tired Christian Parents podcast. You can follow us on Gab at Tired Christian Parents, or you can email us at Tired Christian Parents at ProtonMail.com. We'll see you next time.